0: hey what's good this is brother most underground footy podcast just letting you know if you want to support what we're doing here you can just hit us up on uh pgyoungboys.com anyway let's get down to the show.
1: Those guys out yeah, man, those, those, I mean, you know, Griffin, uh, Griffin Yao, Kevin Paredes, Jacob Green, Moses Nyman, Donovan Pines. Yeah, well, Donovan, you know, because I work at University of Maryland, so I was there, you know, when Donovan, you know, won a national championship and he played at Maryland. Um, but I didn't really know Donovan for DC, but you know, the younger guys, um, with the exception of Griffin, because Griffin came to DC United the next year. Right. Because um, he came from VDA. But the year before that, it was AJ, Kevin, Moses, Jacob. So those they're like family, you know, like right. I talked, you know. You know, hey, man, no, hey, look, look, remember
0: when M- Moses, Moses could come out of that gate after training and sometimes he just come hop in the car because he knew you got to ride home, bro, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? He's a good, he's a good person, good family. And I mean, it. that's the thing. It's like when you got a community of of ballers, it just it's just amazing what these guys, these guys can do, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I picked up Moses a few times, brought him to practice, you know, things Amen. like that. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and all of them are good kids. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to say that first. I mean, yeah. uh, I got a tight relationship with the Yow's shout out to Sam and Kathy. Yao. Mm-hmm. Um, good families, right. Uh, Jacob's family, Kevin's family. I mean, all good family, good people who, who just want the best for their kids. But there's something about Moses. And I don't, I just don't, you know, I don't know what it is, not even from a, from a player, but there's something, a spirit within him. And I don't want to get on my, my pulpit. People tell me I like to preach, but (laughs) there's a spirit within Moses that's, I mean, I just, you don't find too many kids like that who's truly humble, um, cares about everybody. Yep. um, Wants to see the best for everybody. um, Makes, you know, countless sacrifices for, you know, his mom and his brother. And, you know, so I'm happy to see all those guys and where they got to. Mm -hmm. But just knowing Moses and his mother and his brother and, you know, I've been to drop him off and pick him up and things like that. And, you know, I'm just, I'm real happy, real thankful for that opportunity for him. Um, You know, Kevin and AJ are super tight. Well, AJ's tight with all of them, but you know, like AJ, you know, would go to Kevin's house, you know, things like that. They hung out a lot. So, you know, I got special place in my heart for Kevin and, I mean, I've always loved Kevin since he was little. I got a picture when Kevin was with Bethesda and AJ was with uh OBGC playing against each other. And uh AJ's face looked a little scared because that's the left foot assassin. Kevin comes at you, you got the <laughs> Hey.
0: Like I said, I mean it's just it's just cool to see these guys doing it. I mean, and again, you know, I had my schedule all laid out. For all the guys. I mean, literally, from from the pros to my guys in college, you know, we had the schedules and other dads they call, you know, because to be real, a lot of these boys got into some got into some really good programs. And I would say that for a lot of us, it, it's a matter of, and I and I would say this, it, it's very difficult to be successful if you don't have two parents that are pulling in the same direction to help you get there. Cause I've seen some very talented players that maybe didn't get the support from home. And, you know, it's not because they're not talented. It's just circumstances. And yeah. so I feel blessed for, for all of our boys because of, you know, just the, the stuff they got to do. I mean, like I said, I mean, R.J. Bennett. it came in islands. I mean, to 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 what? What is that place? That the capital of Mexico, where the <laughs> the Mile High Stadium, or whatever it is out there to play in the Concacaf, you know, in Canada to play against Bologna. I mean, Ramsey's played against Arsenal and been to uh, Spain to play, and it's just it's stuff that the game can do so much. I mean, you don't have to be make it to the highest levels. But if you can get out there in this soccer world and see what's going on, I think, you know, take advantage of it if you can. You know, Um, like I said, it can be very expensive as well. You know, but once they hit a certain level, the cost can drop significantly, but it's just getting there. And the way to, you know, to get there is to just make sure they keep loving the game. Once wants the love of the game. Once it becomes a job, it's done, man. It's over. It's, It's very difficult. I mean, until you're at the level where it is a job, where you are getting perhaps a check or some advantages from playing ball, whether that be, you know, you get into a school that you maybe wouldn't have got into or you get to go to a school that you maybe couldn't afford, you know, and but at the same time, You know, like I said, if they didn't love the game, none of them would get to that level. You know, Um, I do have a question here from one of one of our listeners. How's that sound? man? One of our listeners. (laughs) And they were asking about the development piece because apparently they went to a game and the team was winning the game. Their team was winning the game. But kids weren't getting into the game that had traveled a long way um so the question was is it more is it is it development where they say oh well he's got to work harder if he wants to get into the game or is it the other side where it's hard to develop if you're not playing games what's your thoughts kel go
2: mike and i both have had experience with this in uh in uh, and our paths, I guess you can say. I mean, I think I think it depends. I'm not going to say, every every all situations are different, you know. I think that um, speaking of my situation, uh, KJ went through it a little bit with the Baltimore Bays Academy back in the day, where I mean, we traveled to Virginia Beach, we traveled to New York, and for like weekends, you know, this would be like a weekend. This is when Virginia Rush... Had an academy team. They were part of the US Development Academy and I think it was um Beach F C as well. And the whole weekend they didn't play. Now these these are like the bottom of the barrel Academy teams. They were very weak, um, didn't have a lot of players uh to pull from uh the bays were the top of stand bays were like the number one, I think they were the number one ranked academy or the number two ranked academy at the time in the country. And uh in those situations, it didn't make any sense for them not to play players that they felt weren't part of the, their normal rotation. And I didn't, I didn't think in that sense, it didn't make – actually, in most senses, it doesn't make much sense. If you're talking about development, you know, where you're supposed to be playing players, trying to get you know, minutes and trying to get better players throughout your whole roster. So, but in those particular situations, I think that it, it really didn't make much sense for them not to play any of the players, like, you know, just playing your regular starting nine. I'm mean, starting 11, excuse me. And not rotate anybody in. And the score is like four or five, six, nothing. I mean, what are you doing? Nine, nothing. In some
0: games. Right, so, right, right. Yeah.
2: What about you, Mike?
3: I mean, I think it's like anything, especially at the younger ages. I mean, it doesn't, I hear coaches say that and I've, and I've been through it with a couple of different clubs, um, And they talk about, you know, the depth or whatever wants you to get better. I mean, how do you I mean, how did you get good at playing on the playground? I mean, you played. Right. So what does sitting on the bench teach you? Be better in practice or just teach you that you teach you how to sit on the bench? I mean, you have to play, Um, especially you got to get. And I mean, you find a lot of times if you really look at it hard. The ones who get the most opportunity and freedom to go out, just like we were talking about earlier, why we don't produce creative play right um in the US i mean versus robot the ones that get the most time to play though are the ones that of course they're better it's like a self-looking lollipop right it's like well if you're better you'll play more right. you won't get to play more no matter what regardless of what you do some coaches do have favorites at some of these clubs and they let so obviously those kids are going to be better cuz they're playing more minutes in the, as, as we said in the test right mm-hmm. so i mean if you you know you go to class all week, and then you don't take the test. How are you going to get better, right? How are you going to show yourself? How are you going to show them?
0: Oh, you got better. Yes,
3: you have to play. You have to play young players. I get when you get to a certain age because obviously, when you get to the pros or when you get to college or you get a national team, everybody can't play. But how are you ever going to make it there if you don't play, you know, especially especially in the formative years? I mean, even I still believe, even when you know, because like everybody wants to, you know, you get to the 17s and 19s and like, all oh, we got to do, I mean, you still need to play at some point because you need, even those, you're still talking about, even, even even over you're talking about getting time to develop. I mean, you even see European clubs put older players in their reserves or, you know, their U21s or U23s, whatever it may be, depending on the country, when they're not in good form because they need to play, right? So you got to play somewhere. So if you're not going to play on the front, you got to play. So just, you know, you can't, you can't sit your way, you can't sit the bench to being a
0: better player. I mean, it's I just believe- happen. Okay. Okay. What's your thoughts, Gus?
1: Uh, you don't want me to answer this one.
0: <laughs> I really
1: do. <laughs> I do. Um, you know what? I'ma answer this two ways. I'm gonna say first, I'm gonna put some of this on the parents. Okay, parents, if you're choosing to take your child, boy or girl, and put them on the quote-unquote elite team or the academy team, um, you your child may not play. So if you're looking for development and playing time, or are you looking for bragging rights? my kid plays here no your your kid attends there but your kid may not actually be playing right so i think some of that at least here in the us falls on the parents if and if we and if parents are honest with themselves that's what happens i see it all the time As you get in certain circles or you may meet somebody and the first thing is oh my kid plays for da 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 the elite squad okay -hmm. Are are they any good? Are they developing? Have you seen growth since they've been there? Then what usually happens is fast forward that parents contacting you. Yeah, you know what, they're not playing them, then we're not going to these tournaments. Uh, what other clubs do you know of that develops kids? (laughs) And so I think I think you have to just be very careful. Um, not every environment is true development. Some are just about winning. And, um, you know, a lot of people stop speaking to me because they say, oh, Gus, you're the Euro snob. All you do is talk about when you went over to Europe. But I've been to different countries and seen the experiences. And look, when you talk about it, when you say the word academy, You might be in the academy, but you're not guaranteed to play at all. And so you just have to ask yourself, like, what what am I in this for? You know, I remember um, I remember when we were at D.C. United and, um, you know, I know a lot of people like, oh, yeah, you know, my kids are going to college and things like that. And I always felt like, well, if it's college, you could play high school and go to college. You could put high school and, you know, travel. Um, But for me, my thought process was, if we're talking MLS, then the only discussion should be pro. Now, granted, not everybody's going to go pro. And the model here is a little different where you don't see so much movement of kids in between MLS academies. Like you don't see kids who might have, you know, been at DC United, then all of a sudden they jump to Columbus or they jump to Atlanta United. Like you, you don't really see that so much here, um, because kids aren't getting paid in yeah, Europe,
0: and, they, and they've also divided up the territories in such a way that, right, it, it stifles movement a bit,
2: and it's not right. as close too. You know, yeah. the market's so close that if you don't have right as you know, it could be a professional club or future could be a professional mm-hmm. club or something like that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, some of it to me is like this. Again, you're looking at the different models, right? Now, what I would say, say is this. The one way, like when the parent has to pay the money to go, then he might not be getting the truth from the club, right? About w- what they really think. And also, if the, if the purpose of the club is to win games so you can get more kids, because you're getting paid up front. Now, in an in a in a you know an academy system, they're picking kids, and they're saying, "Well, these guys will either be pros, or they will help us to get guys to be pros." And at the point when they decide that it's no longer going to work, they will dismiss you and and place you possibly in a in a setting that will allow for you development if they're they're really nice. But some places would just be like, okay, well, this is your last season. Letting you know. And, you know, hopefully you can catch on somewhere else. Now, that's because at the top, they're getting paid once they develop a pro. But, again, where people get confused is because they think, oh, well, if you really want to be a pro, you should go to Europe. Well, if you go to, let's say, the Netherlands and – your kid turns whatever 16, 18, there might be a minimum payment and they have to be paid two hundred and fifty thousand if they're a foreign player. Well, if they got a guy who's even close that they could give hundred and fifty a hundred euros to, that that's how they protect their markets, right? But at the end of the day, it's about it's about cash at that point. So, you know, they may decide that you're not. You know, you're not developing in the way they want. And and obviously each academy or each team could have a certain style of player that maybe one guy, one club says, nah, they don't fit our style. But then the other one's like, oh, yeah, but you can't really move like that here.
3: But most to bring it back to the American model, I think you have to find a balance because what you're looking for is a balance because you want the most competitive environment. Too. That is part of developing as well, because you could I mean, some could make an argument. You could go to. I mean, I saw and I saw it especially bouncing around when Rami left D.C. and was going through some of the clubs in Virginia. And I was actually kind of shocked at what was going on in training and how they were training and what they were doing and what their expectations were relative to what I thought they were doing. And, you know, like Virginia, well, this, Virginia kind of has a reputation for, you know, being a little bit better than us on the Maryland side and some things. You see a lot, of even D.C. United players, a lot of them came from Virginia. Um, I mean, we have some, that obviously that our court that are from Maryland, but a lot of their top players also came from Virginia. Right. But um, there's a lot of clubs out there where they place winning over development, and they'll tell you that. Or they have, they were winning by virtue of, just because they had the most athletic kids up to a certain age and they built this reputation, but you really pull the onion back, they didn't know how to develop kids. And then when it got to a certain age, they petered out. I saw two clubs specifically, I'm not going to call their name on this podcast, who that was exactly the case. They had this rep coming up to a certain age, but then when they got the older age, they didn't really, work really developing kids. And you're putting your kid in that situation because you think they're better and then they're like, but then they're talking to you about um, they're not if they're not getting playing time, whatever. One thing I can say about DC, when we first went there, and Kelvin, I think you can attest to this as well. And maybe Gus with your age group, when you came in with with, with AJ and that O2 group, man, those trainings back then were
0: competitive. They were, they were good.
3: They were, they were more competitive, Absolutely. at least, yes. I know it's, there's a, you know, and Lito's gone overseas and done some things over there too. Right. But at least for, I'm talking about here in, US, in our area, in DMV, I saw the way they trained and I saw the kids. You had the best, you had a, 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 the best kids from DC, Virginia, Maryland in that crucible and they were going at each other.
0: Yes.
3: And, and, it, and the player pool was kind of deep. So you really had to fight.
2: It's <laughs> real deep. You know what that's I mean? In fact, that. they
3: even had to create At one point, when we were what? You 13s, 14s, or 13s. They had to create. Wow, I was
2: like 100 kids.
3: Well, they had to create a whole separate league for them. Right. right? Yeah. You know, to make sure that they played. Oh, uh, yeah. We're talking yeah, about this. Yeah. Okay, you didn't make the roster for the but you know, game. You, you still don't get a game that weekend. So I'm saying it's the balance between, yeah, I get it. You want to get to the top level. And you and I explained to, and I told Lito, I told my kids this both of them straight up. I said, you understand that if you you've been playing and you you know doing all this at Free State, when you go over here, you might not play. Do you still want to go? Yes. At the end of every season, I said you might play. I said that's what you okay. should do. Is it- you understand that as you go into this. Do you still want to stay? You want to go play high school soccer? You want to do something else? No, I want to stay. Okay, you understand that what you compete with? Yes. So they understood what the situation they were in. Mm-hmm. Said, I still say, when you're looking at the long road, if you truly are trying to get as many people to the finish line, however far, everybody's not going to be Moses. Everybody's not going to be Griffin. Everybody's not going to be uh, Eric Williamson. We understand that. But if you're trying to take, you know, as many across the finish line as you want, then you have to give them the, envir- the chance to develop to build some security that, yes, if I make a mistake, I'm not going to be yanked out or I'm not going to be selected next week, but at the same time, hold them accountable so that they will, that's part of development. I just, in some cases, sometimes that part was the part that was missing. So you, yeah, you, you're you in a competitive environment all week and it's better than if you were at the regular local travel club, but now you got to get a chance, you got to get on the field and show and prove. You know what I mean? You right. can do that in training, and bust heads every day, and you still ain't getting on the field, that's problematic.
2: I think, too, Gus, I think, I mean, I agree with you, Gus, uh, as far as, like, playing time and that, like, and Mike said the same thing with Merritt, And we said, I said the same thing my kids too, is, like, yeah, if you're not good enough to play, you're not going to play. Um, but I think sometimes, and probably different from Europe, Europe, like you said, your experience in Europe, where there's probably a little bit more honesty, a lot more honesty than here, where, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the coach I think, like, all right, you got to prove yourself in the field," and then you don't you prove yourself, and you still don't play. So it was kind of like, right, that
0: and, and I think we're watching here. You know what I mean? The one thing about players is this: ballers no ballers. Absolutely. So if they see somebody who's yeah. out there, they're <laughs> right. talking about their uncle and you know their cousin, and you know they grew up in the in the coach's garage and all this other stuff, and they're out playing them every day but they can't get on the field they're gonna be like yeah and eventually you know you have to figure out like like even still goes to what gus said is it where you you might move on yeah or you do you need to move absolutely because nobody's gonna i mean bottom line is the only way you stop is if you stop yourself so you know there's that and I mean, and, and I'm gonna try to tie this up. Look, look like we done turned this into a two-piece joint. So we're gonna have part one and two. So y'all gave me some content. <laughs> now, uh the other side of it is like I remember coaches coming to me, like, well, you know, in got soccer, this is the number XD X-rated team, and, man,
1: <laughs> parents. Most save God soccer for the next. That's a whole. That's episode. a whole. episode. <laughs> whole other episode. Okay. We
0: gonna,
1: look, look,
0: we might have.
1: We
3: we gonna do. We gonna come up with some more topics. Don't don't get me talking about
2: God soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike got the stories right.
3: Well, it's like you. The number one okay. rated team in the country.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: the number one team. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was number 17 in Maryland. Yeah, Really, really you know, there's
2: 20,000 got soccer points.
0: Mm-hmm. We ran across a squad like that back in the day. He had 27,000 got soccer points. I said, I want to see your frequent flyer miles because I'm looking through this record. Y'all done been to some ridiculous places. Like Podunk, Portland. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? Why are you flying from from the east coast to the west coast? You know how many teams you went past that you could have.
3: <laughs> oh, you muted, Mike. You muted. Not Mike. only how many teams you went past, but how many teams you went past that could
0: have beat you. you. right. The breaks off. That's why I just tell.
3: Again, I'm not gonna say the names, but i, just, <laughs> I, just them.
0: I was just. Hey, look. Why it.
3: you want to go? Why you want to go out the country? to do this tournament i know teams around here that beat
0: us <laughs> and, and 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 you know and you won't uh, even have to get on the, you won't have to do them no but get on the beltway <laughs> and now we got we got about four four dozen leagues you know that are now competing to fill that vacuum left by the da and uh i just i just want to say i wish y'all luck and um We're just going to try to keep the kids playing. So this summer and and all that, man, these guys are going to get together and rip it up. I'll be putting out some videos so y'all can see what's going on out here. And guys, I want to thank you for uh, sitting down. I know this isn't as as organized for some of my podcast listeners, but I felt like it's very genuine. You know, it's like being in the barbershop. So guys, we're going to get together every now and again. We'll come up with some more topics. And we'll keep this thing going. And um any last words, gentlemen? Go ahead, Kel. I'm gonna give it to you.
2: Hey, I'm thankful for being here and uh we'll do it again on uh, part two and I'm sure we'll uh <laughs> well maybe we'll see
0: each other on the on the pitch somewhere around the uh, yeah man. I'm, I'm we, we're getting the shots. So we we're trying to get it together, bro. Yeah. All right. What about you, Mike? Go Manchester. Oh, geez. <laughs> man, I'm glad we're going to be on a podcast. We can't see you popping that collar, man. All right. What you got, Gus?
1: I uh, just want to say that, um, you know, I definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Um, you know, the three of you have helped me grow, not just in soccer, but as a dad, as a man. You know, you guys are truly brothers. You know, we have a WhatsApp group. I think if we look back to the very first post, it's been some years, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you know, so we, we've been on this journey together. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see all the boys, you know, whatever it is they're doing and, and you know, shout out for the academic piece. I know we didn't touch that. Yeah. Um, mm. But shout out to my boy Lido over at Penn state. You know, Let's celebrate the academic side of what he's doing and what he's done. You know, Mm -hmm. Kyle, you know, the mathematician and everything like (laughs) these guys, these guys are not just athletes, but they're students. And, you know, I, I stress that a lot of time working at the University of Maryland, also working in the athletic department. I tell people these are students first. You have engineers, you have future doctors, you have things like that. Who happened to compete on the field, but let's celebrate and not forget their academic success as well.
0: Yeah, and like I said, uh finish it off. And I gotta give a shout out to RJ, because he's rocking that Dean's list. And I know this has been a disappointing year. Maris didn't step on the field. The only team in the conference that did not play a game, you know? And wow. you know, I wow. put it on COVID and you know he's going to come back here he's going to keep grinding putting in his work he's got some good teammates up there that he's uh man sometimes they do two a days they're trying to you know get their training in so these dudes is chasing it and you know as long as you 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 do everything full hearted i believe all these kids will be successful and um anybody who wants to to reach out got any questions whatever you know you can hit me, hit me up through the through the DMs or just go to the website, pgyoungboys.com. And uh if anybody feels like they want to they want to give us a little support, you can do that from there too. But in the meantime, you know, we'll be back. Thanks for stepping on the subway with me, guys. And I will talk to y'all soon.
1: All right. Peace, my brothers. Peace Hi, out. Pros. All right.
0: Good night.